Welcome to Keep Making, a podcast about people creating their way through life. From artists to business owners to stay-at-home parents, we believe everyone is creative, and we're on a mission to share it. Welcome to episode two of Keep Making. It's uh, the Illumilite podcast. <laughs> Today on the podcast, we've got Mike Fopel. Mike Fopel is the president of Illumilite. Um, Mike, how long have you been working with Illumilite? I started in 1998. 1998. So, uh, make us 21 years. 21 years. Holy cow. So you could drink if you were just working. Uh, if I, yep, that would be, uh, <laughs> it'd be a big uh, birthday for you. Legal, legal <laughs> drinking age, uh, bottles in my desk, yeah. b- bottom left drawer. Cool. <laughs> so I've only been on the job for about three weeks now. It's yeah. actually, this is the end of my third week. And, um, the culture around Illumilite is something that has been quite attractive to me. Um, and what you guys have done has actually instilled something for your customers. That is where you, you guys generally want to help. Um, and I don't think that every comp- I think a lot of companies do lip service to that, but I don't necessarily think people actually enact that. So today I want to ask you questions about that philosophy, sure. uh, but then also we are actually sitting in your workspace, uh, at your <laughs> house. These are all the things that, uh, you and Larry, uh, well, Larry taught you or did you do yourself? How did that work? Let's start. So, there. uh, well, Larry from Podcast One yep. was uh, using our materials to tinker mm-hmm. and, and make and create things. And uh, in conversation, he called us up one day, and, and uh, eventually I got to the phone, and, and I was answering questions and, and teaching him basically how to do what he was trying to do, mm-hmm. uh, which is really the core of what we do. If we can just help enough people do what they want to do, we feel like we'll be successful. And uh, that goes back, uh, I've known Larry for probably 13 or 14 years now. Wow. Um, and he had found our products from a, a company up in Minnesota called Hubs Hobby, probably a little hobby shop. And mm-hmm. he had found our stuff and he was using it on uh, a workshop um, on his TV show and his forum and that type of stuff kind of blew up. And he was, you know, so he called us and, and he basically, he was in the same boat. He wanted to teach people how to do the things that he was doing mm-hmm. and he had questions on how to do it. And, and, and it kind of evolved from there. So in that very <laughs> first question, I mean, you, you guys obviously have a long standing relationship now, but, um, he got stuck and he's obviously this guy that is very self-reliant. Um, mm-hmm. And really, it doesn't seem like someone that would necessarily ask for help, but it's really interesting that like he, he at one was able to, but then two, there was no ego involved. I think when he, when you actually got on the phone, cause at the time you were running the show still. And like when he called up, I remember him saying that, you know, I'll, I'll send you d- uh, the customer service that I'll send you down, uh, to Mike, which he always said is pretty interesting instead of like, <laughs> uh, I send you up, um, <laughs> Can it's you, a pretty, it's a pretty flat hierarchy, right? At, at our place, uh, we also we often sometimes call it uh, King Arthur's Round Table. I, I feel like we're all on the same playing field. Um, yes, as far as authoritative decisions, some of those have to be, but uh, you know, 
I believe that there's people that have special gifts and interests and do things a lot better than I do and looked at things in different aspects in different ways in which I would and and I want to basically tap into that I want to empower people to succeed in their job and in their functions mm-hmm. uh, me playing dictator in some way shape or form has never been my style um, I believe if we support and empower people to do their job the best of their ability we're going to get more out of them than if we tell them how to do it and mandate it a certain way and uh, it's worked for us so. i'd say that's kind of self-evident i mean i think our very first phone call i got that kind of from you and it's quite encouraging <laughs> so uh back to the fishing lures that are right behind us yeah when, so you you helped him with his projects when did you start making these suckers because there's a lot here <laughs> and there's even more on the counter and they're kind of all over the place and because you're you're you also embody like what we try and instill in our customers which is like you you make stuff with yeah. the things we sell so i would say probably even 80 percent of this stuff is things that i would never fish uh it's projects that people have called us and wanted help with and uh-huh. we've helped them and they send us one or we make one or we show a video on how to do something um uh, you know, we have some big giant swim baits up here uh, for, for muskie and pike. Well, we don't fish muskie a whole lot in the southwest Michigan. Right. Um, you know, over in St. Clair and, and, you know, up in, you know, Green Bay area. And, and there's pods of areas in, in northern Wisconsin. They do a ton of it. Minnesota is huge. But right, and that's where Larry. Yeah. 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 Yep. So um really these come around basically helping people and educating people because if we feel like we can educate people on how to use our projects to make you know our products to make something mm-hmm. uh, they're mm-hmm. going to take it 10 mm-hmm. steps farther than we would because they're passionate mm-hmm. to know what we do we want to teach them the basics the physics the you know all the things around lure making you know what factors actually play uh, in the development of it. Why mm-hmm. does it spin? Why does it wobble? Why does it sink? Why does, you know, how do we make it suspend? How do we do that? So if we feel like we can teach people those basics, they're going to go and develop things that they want to develop. And that's always been our goal. So it's pretty cool. So for you though, personally, where did that start? Because that, I mean, that desire that it <clears throat> comes, seems to come quite naturally. So yeah, have you so, always been this way? <clears throat> like, were you eight years old and someone asked you for help? And you're like, absolutely, I, I'm, I'm on the way. You know, I, I was always a pretty outgoing and friendly person. Um, uh, you know, I, I love jobs with kind of that instant satisfaction type deal. You know, I used to own my own lawn mowing company, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I would do that. I'd mow, you would go to a place and it wouldn't look very attractive. And by the time you went, you left it, it looked like a golf course, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I love that kind of satisfaction of helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and it's just kind of been part of my DNA. I'll say, you know, I enjoy uh, helping people succeed and helping people do things. Um, you know, I have kids and I've helped coach over the years. I've always been into athletics. Uh, fishing has been a hobby of mine. So, mm-hmm. you know, when people are fishing for things I've never even heard of and they want help making something, you know, uh, you know, doing something that hasn't been done before, that's like uh, – you know, putting a bunch of my interests kind of in one wheelhouse and, you know, it's fun, you know, it's fun helping people and then seeing, you know, how they're successful. Mm -hmm. That gives me satisfaction. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's take it back. Uh, How did you start working at Illumilite? Because yeah, I mean, (laughs) 21 years is a long time. You're the president now. And uh, like, there's 
a lot of changes, but a lot sure. of really great things. So how did, how did you even start working at this company? So uh, back in the mid nineties, I was actually working for a specialty chemical distributor out of Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And um, I covered the west side of the state in Northern Indiana. And we sold uh, specialty adhesives, mold releases, uh, mold making and casting compounds, conformal coatings, uh, UV cure systems. I mean, you name it. It was, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. we sold everything from hot melts to glue cardboard boxes together to aerospace adhesives oh, you man. know similar to bonding the tiles on the space shuttle back when holy cow so um you know my job when i'd go into different companies was almost like how it's made the, the mm -hmm. tv show but it was before how it's made was ever there i'd go in and <laughs> i'd be like man that's cool i didn't know that's how they made stringer systems for boats and i didn't know they bonded them on with you know right methyl methacrylates and, and are they I don't even know what that up. is yeah exactly you know <laughs> that was me too like yeah. literally 25 years ago and uh it was great um to uh learn all of those different things from the fiberglass industry in northern Indiana you know where mm -hmm. it's uh, RV capital of the world to boat builders to you know, people like Tierra and S2 Yachts over along Lake Michigan who are making yeah, no you know, Tierra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. huge yachts to, yeah. you know, Steelcase and Herman Miller and Hayworth, big, you know, furniture manufacturers to doing rapid prototyping. Um, you know, it, it was just, it, it was broad. People that are doing conformal coatings for electronics, you know, dipping boards that are being used in, you know, salt trucks and they have to be able to withstand the weather right. and this and that. Well, you know, every place I went into, I was just like, wow, that's so good. I never, I never knew, right? <laughs> I never knew that's how they made you right. know, this. And then you go into Kellogg's, who is in Battle Creek, and, and you learn how to do that, you know, how they make everything from, you know, cornflakes to puffs to you name it, mm -hmm. right? It, it was just a, it was completely intriguing to me, you mm -hmm. know? So I, I had a very, very wide uh, spectrum of, applications and in, in product knowledge and you know industry knowledge of how people made things that's pretty <clears throat> so, cool yeah it was great it so was, then well I, i'm assuming then one of the people in your region had to yeah, have been a lumalite it was they were actually one of my customers and they were making mold making and casting compounds they were actually you know um a, a customer of mine and, and they were in need of uh basically somebody to kind of take hold of their sales and marketing and distribution, they were actually making uh, parts. It was like a garage, you okay. know, where you want to get your brakes done. They would, if you wanted parts made, you'd come to them. And 40% of our business at the time was actually making parts for people. The other 60% was actually wow. material sales, you know, and over the evolution of the company, we got so much into educating and helping people that, mm -hmm. you know, um, that portion of you know actually making parts just kind of faded away mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so for you when you came in obviously like that was a change of pace because you weren't so you, well kind of because you're still doing really broad applications because really the only thing that limits what you can do with the stuff that we make is your imagination yeah we we oftentimes say it's a hammer and it's a nail right it comes in the form of silicone mold making rubber and urethane and epoxy casting resins 
right? So those are the primary chemistries, but, uh, you know, we've expanded that, mm-hmm. you know, since. But it's a hammer and a nail. It, it, whatever you want to build with it, it it's, a, it's a tree fort, it's a house, it's a boat, it's, it's whatever you want to build with it, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. these are just tools. Our chemistries are just tools that enable people to make things that, are beyond our even imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's people doing things with it, you know, for every different industry possible, it seems like, in, in using our, our Yeah, products. I mean, everything from like tiny little chess pieces to making stuff for movies. Yeah, to, absolutely. Uh, Medical, rock climbing. Automotive, grid. Yeah. you know, hobby, scrapbooking, cake decorating, you know, uh, culinary, paleontology, you know, making, you know, molds of artifacts and dinosaurs for exhibits and museums to, comic-con to theatrical props to uh, i mean you name it it's it's endless you know? yeah and, and we learn of new ones like literally every single week which is really cool yeah so. I, i've uh, uh obviously i'm uh, the, for those of you that don't know who i am i'm the content creation marketing lead at uh, illuminate and i've been taking over the different social media channels and like <laughs> just poking around and learning and like you know the fire hose of information that is what the is being made with our products and yeah. i just found out like people are making dice for like <laughs> tabletop games sure. they're like they're trying to make di- i was like what like i yeah. know it's so simple but i was like in like guitar picks even right like it, the, but if it you were be gonna the go make your things own or the yeah. really big if you were gonna go make your own dice and you wanted you had a, a you know larry often says that you, you got an idea to make a better bounce trap right mm. you have a, a different type of dice design that you want to make how would you do it right Right, yeah, you'd have to pay somebody or like do a prototyping or, or hire someone like three D print it maybe, but then right. you have to have an engineering drawing and, and you mm-hmm. know CAD. How do you do it? Right. Well, you know our materials basically give people from a ground level, you know a grassroots level to be able to the ability to make anything from mm-hmm. dice to you know. Batmobiles, <laughs> which has been done. So. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know a that. Full, one. A full-blown tumbler. A guy in Kalamazoo actually made a full-blown tumbler back, you know, ten oh, years geez. ago, and yeah, now he takes it around to, you know, football stadiums and That's shows so it fun. off. And, yeah. That's so fun. So, when did um, the work like? you for sure like obviously you you switched careers you were going around like representing a company and then you Mm -hmm. went into Lumalite, and then you were like this is going to be the thing like because obviously 21 years like just speaking from my context i'm only 33 working somewhere for 21 years for our generation is like holy cow so like when did it's very clear that you're still passionate about this it's very clear that you still like to help people it's very clear that you like what you do um which is what everybody i think desires on some level so how has that evolved with the Lumilite? Well, back when it was the people that I was working with, right? Um, Ron Cross, Mark Green were the founders of Illumilite back in the oh, uh, late mid to late 80s. Okay. Um, and those two are both people that I respected very much. Um, uh, uh, one was a tool and die guy. Another guy was doing prototyping before mm-hmm. prototyping was a thing in short run production. And uh, so working for guys that I respected, um, Mm -hmm. uh, Mark um, was eventually, you know, he wanted to retire. So Ron bought him out. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, so Ron and I worked hand in hand for, you know, close to 10 years um, before he was starting to look at retirement. So I bought into the company, then bought it outright. Um, But, you know, it was the people in the direction and, you know, things that you can't uh, teach people, things like 
character and integrity and honesty and, mm-hmm. and communication. Well, we had that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, working with people in an environment where you have control over your own destiny, where people are putting you in a position to succeed and giving you the freedom to go and make things happen, you know, it was it, it was a good place for me. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's well, I, th- I think th- I know these questions might seem random, mm-hmm. but these are the kinds of things that like I'm super curious about. So I'm assuming people would be super <laughs> curious about as well. Maybe. Um, yeah, maybe. But like I, I, the it's always a, a good peek behind the curtain because uh, I had a conversation yesterday with uh, Jesse, who's a uh, Valhalla Designs. He makes like knife blanks and yeah. they make wallets and a whole bunch of other stuff with our products. Sure. And we were having a conversation on the phone because he, he, you know, he's got a good following on social media and sure. just getting to know. And he's like, I first thought Illumilite was this giant corporation that had no interest in a random business owner that's trying to make stuff with their products. And like, I sometimes like, breaking that mysterious wall down just because mm-hmm. it's not this giant corporation right. that you can't just call yeah. up and like someone is literally just going to pick up the phone if you call the number right. that's on our website. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, especially in today's world, uh, mm-hmm. marketing, especially consumers and business, business, small business, very few times do you actually knock on doors anymore. There's not much door to door salesmanship right. going on. Right. It's uh you know, the efficiency and time of technology that's added to business uh, recently, you know, people don't know what your building looks like. They don't right. know, um, you know, how big is space, what, you know, what your, you know, welcome area looks like and right. that type of stuff because they're never there. So mm-hmm. what do they know you from? They know you from, you know, the the types of contact. How do you respond? Do you answer the phone or is there an automated Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. receptionist that answers you and you got a, a bunch of, you know, keypad selections, you know, how your product comes, how fast does it come? What's your website? What's that presence? What's mm-hmm. that? So, you know, that people know you by different ways than what they did 20 years ago. Right. Right. When you had literally salespeople knocking on their door for small businesses and art, that's how you communicate or you went to trade shows you know, information sharing and gathering is so much more efficient now mm-hmm. um, that, uh, yeah, people don't necessarily know who you are and where mm-hmm. you are and what you look like. Right. And, and do they care? Most of them don't. They care about how they're treated. Right. And I think that's what's kind of encouraging because <clears throat> his, his experience and how he shared with me, Jesse, and shout out to Valhalla Designs, um, he, he's like, uh, your customer service like won me over instantly because I realized that one, I could talk to a human being, they could walk me through all the things that I was struggling with, and then uh, I got to know them as well. Like so, he he talked a lot to Carol, who's like yeah. just in our customer service. She's obviously been around the longest. I would I would uh, say she's been with me probably twenty or so. Years. Yeah, yeah, so a long time. She knows a lot. She was my first hire. Really? Us. Yeah. So that's yep. pretty awesome. So I mean, he was very encouraged after that experience, and like. Um, just that entire process was actually really encouraging for him. So, and, and sure. I'm, I know he's not the only one that's kind of had that experience. He's yeah, just absolutely. the one that's top of mind yep. for someone that's only been here for three weeks. So, <laughs> um, I want to keep going in regards to where we're at now. Cause I think that, um, there's a lot of exciting things that are coming down the pipeline. Absolutely. And we're, I'm really revved up for it. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> um, but for you, from a perspective of like, legacy uh, of Illumilite and now moving forward into the future, what are you kind of hoping for? You know, the philosophy doesn't change. You know, we, we treat people like we want to be treated. Uh, I mean, this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, the, the expectations have changed a lot. Five years ago, uh, you know, if you shipped your product out in a week or so, it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we call it kind of the Amazon effect. Right. Amazon has raised that bar where people expect their product to ship in the same day or next day. Well, we started doing that probably five to seven years ago. We, we saw that early and anything that could possibly ship same day from our facility shipped same day. It didn't matter if we had the order at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock the night before or 4 p.m. that mm-hmm. same day. If it could possibly go out it would go out you know and uh you know that helps set the tone it it also sets the bar that you know you now have to hold (laughs) right right? there's no slacking on that bar (laughs) you know but from michigan to southern illinois we'd have a customer call us up and ask us you know 50 questions and and we'd spend 45 minutes on the phone with them and they would you know place an order for a small starter kit and we would get it out that same day and you know even michigan to southern illinois was only a a next day transit they were getting it the very next day and you know so literally less than 24 hours they have this company that they call and and somebody picks up the phone and and talks to them and shares with them and educates them and spends all the time they want to spend on them and then they get the product the next day standard ground shipping you know those are the things that you know um we want to do for people right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and those impressions that we leave on people were, were positive, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, those are some of the things that we've really tried to focus on, you know, being the best we can be, mm-hmm. you know, treating people the way they want to be treated and, and giving them the, the information they're looking for and the products they want in the most efficient and effective manner possible. Cool. So That's very cool. So that's just that, like philosophy is not changing that's just no, kind of regardless no. of what happens yeah, but tomorrow. now the, the thing now with you know the different brands and stuff that we we've pulled in and, and the mergers and the acquisitions and now we have so many uh different resources and, and expertises in our system you know i'm truly passionate and excited about this because we get to amp up what we've always done mm-hmm. uh, and we get to take it literally to the next level um and, and probably skip about three levels in between you know because um you know, we had limited people and limited resources. And, and now, you know, when we start combining these and, and put people in place to succeed as far as, hey, we want you to go educate the world on, you know, this, this and this and, and anything in between. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get to do what we've always done, but we get to actually do it more efficiently, better and put a lot of attention and, and focus toward it. So um, the strategy doesn't change how we treat people. I mean, that's the foundation of what we were built on. We want to help people, mm-hmm. but now we just get to do it, you know, with jetpacks on our backs. So. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, hence why I'm here. Um, <laughs> which is, right. yeah, that, that's, I, I mean, the vision for a company, I think is what is attractive about this place and what I want um, the people that listen to this to like, actually, it's actually real. Cause I, I think there's, I think people get jaded in our modern society really quickly when they hear about companies and how they function and who's in charge and all those kinds of mm. things. So that's why I'm really glad that you just, you said you would sit down for Absolutely. this because like I, I want to actually show the world that this is actually real people that are running Absolutely. this thing and that you really yeah. can actually interact with us in really positive ways. And when you like send a message on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, you're going to talk to me. <laughs> like right. yeah. It'll be me or my team. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, and that's, I, it does matter at the end of the day. Um, one of the things that you talk a lot about is education. Um, can you maybe talk about education and how you learned this? Was this just something that always happened at Illumilite when it came to like 
You had to learn this stuff from somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, going back to when we had different resins, right? And, and even when, you know, uh, I hate to say the 90s and the early 2000s when web design and development and that type of stuff were, you're, you're sitting there, how do you know, how do you educate people on what this is, mm-hmm. right? If you put up, um, you know, an automotive part or a rapid prototype, whatever you show people first, you're almost going to kind of get stereotyped to that, mm-hmm. right? And part of our, you know, challenge of our products is it's limitless, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, rock climbing handle this and that, and we talk about it all. It, it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, old restoration projects for tractors, right? Somebody's into that, mm-hmm. right? And somebody's looking for a solution. Mm-hmm. I had a <laughs> an interesting one I'll never forget. Uh, uh, we were at a hobby show in Chicago, and there was a guy that came all the way from Iowa. Okay. And uh, he was sitting there, and we were busy at the booth. And, and, you know, there's three people stacked, and this guy's sitting there literally for 40 minutes just sitting there. I'm doing demos, and I'm helping people and teaching people and educating. We're, you know, doing all this type of stuff. And I finally said, hey, do you have any questions? He goes, yeah he goes and he kind of pulls this thing out and he unwraps this kind of like you know cloth and and he has this little radio knob right (laughs) and i said yeah cool he goes you know this is you know an automotive kind of restoration for a specific radio you know and i've been trying to you know reproduce and i'm like oh that yeah yeah you know we can help you you know Mm -hmm. that's not a problem i'm like uh you know I'm, i'm really super busy you know right now i said could you leave it with me and he goes, well, I, he goes, I drove from Iowa about 10 hours. <laughs> he goes, I think it was like 10 hours, he said. And he goes, really, this is the only reason I'm here. I'm really not into the hobby type stuff. Right. And I said, well, I said, just give me a half an hour, 45 minutes. And, you know, I mm-hmm. promise I'll spend some time with him. And he, he kind of reluctantly, like, gives this thing to me, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so he takes off. And so I start, you know, I took some mold putty, you mm-hmm. know, which is a two-part. And it's a platinum cure and it's quick so i i little make a two-piece mold while i'm teaching other people how to do this and mm-hmm. then i demonstrated how to pour resin for a bunch of people and he had with a little screw piece. yeah with that screw and and it, it was kind of this blackish brown color and he had a screw in it so i took the screw out and i put the screw into the mold putty and then cast it around then unthreaded it and uh you know, about 45 minutes or an hour later, he kind of comes back and he's sitting behind a bunch of people and I'm talking. And so I reached over, I gave him the, the cap that I, the, the, uh, the knob that I had actually poured and, you know, I gave it to him and, you know, I was sitting there talking to people, but I waved him over and gave uh-huh. it to him and he sits there and he looks at it and then, you know, uh, some people left and, and I said, so what do you think? And he goes, can you help me? He didn't, you didn't read. And, and I said, <laughs> I said, look at your knob, you know. Oh, I said, you want the original back? And I gave him the original, and his jaw about hit the floor, and, and then he looked at it. And, you know, to be honest, it, it was 98%. You know, like, I did right. this in front of people, and da 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 right. da and I would have used a liquid rubber, and but... He was like, he was almost like mad at me. <laughs> it was really funny because he goes, you wouldn't believe. He goes, you know, then he starts telling me the story behind this mm-hmm. antique radio knob. He goes, oh, this is an antique radio knob, da-da-da-da-da. 
he goes, literally, I've spent over two to three thousand dollars in about eighteen months trying to do this. And he oh goes, I come here to this show and I leave this my that you know one of a kind knob that I you know it's like mm-hmm. there's very few of these and mm-hmm. you reproduce it in forty five minutes for me, right? right. And <laughs> so it, it was just one of those things, right? Where man, all we want to do is help people. It doesn't matter what the application is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And but that, that taught me something, right? Like people, all they need to know is what they can do with it. If right. you teach them how to use the hammer and the nail, they'll make all the radio knobs they want to make. Mm-hmm. They'll make the antique telephones. They'll make this. They'll make that. And, you know, everything that we do, if we can educate people, right, we don't have to hold their hand. Mm-hmm. So uh, another example really quick is, you know, we have, you know, at the time we had maybe 10 or 15 different resins. Mm-hmm. And, and a bunch of them, they did all different things, right? So, you know, how do we, we'd have technical calls. Well, do I want this one or do I want that one? Or, or do I want that one? They all seem the same. And I don't understand what shore hardness is, right? And right. so, you know, one of the first, when we started doing video, I, you know, I said, I want a video on every single product that we sell. And I want it easily accessible when people find the product they can hit the video and they have a short little two minute video on how to use it how to use it yeah and why this one versus all the other 30 that are on the website Mm -hmm. and it was amazing that you know we gave people the information they're looking for more efficiently more effectively and our technical calls actually dropped off our orders started increasing because people could actually figure it out for themselves right there and it was visual and Mm -hmm. it didn't take them a lot of time and Mm -hmm. we helped them through that process yeah that's i want to pause there and like talk about that a little bit because like i i as someone that has a marketing background and a production background like when it blew me away that you guys were on youtube in 2008 and 2009 like companies are like just now realizing like oh maybe we should have a youtube show or something about our products and that now you guys were doing this over 10 years ago and you were educating your client your consumers back then and i'm just like when when i think about that i'm just like holy cow and like that's in it's it's just kind of built into the company already so we used to literally i would shoot the stuff um yeah yeah, you used to do it i used to do it right? right and then um, I would take the, I had a, you know, big heart. It was a mm-hmm. hardware system. It wasn't a software. It was, it was all built into this one massive, like 50 pound gorilla computer. Right. Right. And I would basically do it all, you know, I'd have to edit it, start to finish kind of at night. Mm-hmm. And then I would render it mm-hmm. because if you let it go or try to save it, it would crash or fail and then you'd lose it. And right. I mean, this is like, you have you, to do everything right away. Oh, you had to do it all at one time time and then it would render all night and then i would wake up in the morning then i would load it to youtube which could take you know a seven eight minute video would take back then it could take an hour and a half two hours to Mm -hmm. upload these videos you know and then we'd do that and then i'd go to work and then you know we'd you know shoot another video one two two a week or whatever and Mm -hmm. i'd video edit them all night and and you know, it, yeah. So, but it was that important to us, right? right? We we knew that it was important to basically help people understand mm-hmm. what to do, what the products could do, which ones would I use, mm-hmm. how would I use them, what does it look like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and just the whole 
I mean, it's I, to me, it's really cool. And also, like, I have been sharing those old videos. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, uh, some purpose. of them are awful. The, some so, of them are yeah. so great, though, because, like, I mean, oh, like, yeah. you in 2009, you don't really look that different. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was I'll like, take that. I'll take that. So. <laughs> but it, it's really great to see the process. And also, like, I could tell, like, you're not just, you know the products and everything really well, but I can yeah. see you're, like, learning how to do the video side oh, yeah, that, that was like, awful you those just, early ones were awful right? <laughs> yeah, there's just no other way but. i know but the, the here's the thing most people wouldn't even do that because they're they might be too insecure that like they're on camera or they might not be saying the right thing or whatever the best part about for me regardless of the quality of the right. edit or whatever is like you had zero shame well, which <laughs> is it, which is good which in my that's opinion funny. is really good that's the impression you had no shame at all no but i mean back then honestly when we started we we thought we had to tell them everything mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you know through time and, and then you start watching your old video and you're like oh my gosh just shut up you know just <laughs> give them the meat and potatoes you know i mean they get it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right so you know you know but the the intent behind all of it has always been the same and that's that hasn't changed and i don't foresee that changing anytime in the future mm-hmm. so and it's genuine right and that's i, I guess that's where I know we keep kind of circular on the same subjects, but that's what's really exciting for me. And like, I could feel that intent in our very first phone call. Mm. And I think people that actually call Alumalite uh, and talk to our customer service can feel that intent. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they shoot us an email, a message or whatever, like we, that intent can be felt. Yeah. And you can't really buy that. And that's the best part, I think. Um, and, and it's not to say that we won't have trouble. We won't have a, a product issue that we need to correct and oh, that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. So still human. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Right. Uh, things are going to happen. Raw materials are going to change. This is going to happen, you know, um, but how do we react and how do we work through it? And, you know, how do we resolve the issues? We do it with the same passion. So, mm-hmm. okay. So let's talk a little bit more about um, you. And what I mean by that is like you know how to make all this stuff you obviously fishing is a hobby you, the stuff is an example behind us but i have a feeling you probably like to approach the l- most of life this way of like if you can tackle it you're probably going to tackle it Am, is that yeah. right or is that like because i also haven't known you that long so i'm yeah. super curious if this yeah. is how like you just approach life in general you know uh i enjoy life you know um uh, my faith is a big part of my life um uh you know um, my passion for people, my connection with people. Uh, I enjoy working together with people, uh, mm-hmm. succeeding as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, individual success doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Um, uh, you know, I, I really pride myself in, you know, who we, who I can help, mm-hmm. you know, who I can help win. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can help a bunch of people in my organization win, guess what? I'm going to be successful as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I love that. I love the connections, the, the people that we have, some of the stories of our employees, you know, um, you know, the backgrounds, you know, uh, it, it's their stories are inspiring mm-hmm. and the things where they've come and what they do now. It, I mean, you got to give people a chance, mm-hmm. right. And, and then support them and, and mm-hmm. hold them to an expectation level. It, it's not just giving them a chance and, you know, hoping they make it right. So, you know, there's definite expectations, there's definite, uh, objectives, there's definite goals, there's things, there's lines, you know, 
that we simply don't cross. Hey, this is what we expect. This is right. what we do. Right. The ball's in your court, mm-hmm. right? You know, and the people that want to take advantage of that and, and see that opportunity and pick the ball up and run with it have done extremely well in our company. Mm-hmm. So, so um, the, the making part, uh, what are the, the, the working title for this podcast is called Keep Making. Uh, and I, I, it seems to work and it's something that like for me is, gets me excited when it comes to like the things that we do as a company Yeah, because we help people to actually keep making whatever it is that right. they want to make. Yep. Um, so, and like it's something that Larry does. That's why he was on the podcast. And I think any future guests, it's part of like who they are on some level. They like want to help make things. And for you, it can't, it, it's also in a business sense. Like it's very Absolutely. clear, like you like setting people up for success absolutely um and like like it doesn't really matter what you're making it doesn't have to be a fishing lure it really can be right a song it can right. be uh a new piece of software like that the, that's anyway. all still part of right. the same creative juices that kind of exist yeah so yep. I, how does that resonate with you in in regards to like that idea of keep making because i haven't even talked to you about that yeah so <laughs> keep making i mean like uh you know we get phone calls almost on a weekly basis of somebody doing something that we've never even experienced for before even in 21 years you know maybe it's not weekly but i'll say you know a couple times a month we're we're you know Somebody will have a question. I'm trying to make this. Sometimes we don't even know what this is, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me what that is because I'm clueless, right? <laughs> uh, y- you know, but give me a shape. Give me a, send me a picture. They'll text us a picture while we're on the phone with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, okay, that's really cool. What do you do with that? You know, mm-hmm. it, what, you know, what factor, you know, do you have to worry about heat? Do you have to worry about impact resistance? Do, you know, what, you know, what's important to you about this? Is it just cosmetic? Is it right? So then we learn what's important to them, then we can normally help them through it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's when, when people call us, they, they typically have a, a specific, you know, there's an order. Number mm-hmm. one, I'm trying to do this. Can you help? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Or no, or you know what? I'd recommend doing it this way. And a lot of times we recommend, hey, that's a, you know, you need to go into injection molding because of this and this. And because your volumes, you're talking hundreds of thousands of these things a year, you know, or, you know, so we will oftentimes recommend stuff that's not from us mm-hmm. because that's a way to help people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of times the answer is yes, we can help you. Mm-hmm. The very second question they ask is, well, how do I do it? Right. Right. <laughs> Lots of failure. No, <laughs> what, hopefully, what, like, not. hopefully not. But I mean, like, learn, you got to yeah. learn somehow. <laughs> so how do I do it? Well, mm-hmm. you're going to need to make a two piece mold and a, a two piece mold. And, you know, like little army guys that you had as a kid, they have this big seam, you know, that line that goes over their head. And mm-hmm. to their, I definitely that's remember a seam those. Line. Those are the that's, you know, and, and we explain this is a two piece mold. That's where the two halves of the mold open up. So you'll have a left and a right or a front and a back or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And then, so that we walk them through the process. And then what's the next question they ask? Well, which products do I need? Right. Right? So can you help me? Yes. Um, How do I do it? Two, three, what do I need to do this myself? And then four, you know, is pretty much how soon can I get it? Where can I get it? How do I get it? Mm -hmm. You know, what sizes? How much Mm -hmm. do I need? And that's the process. And if we can help that person make that widget, Mm -hmm. that thing that he wants to make, Normally we have very, you know, long lasting relationships because there's a a reason he or she needs to make that widget. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and if they want to make it and they want to make 50 of them, they want to make 500 of them, they want to make two of them, it doesn't matter to us, right? right, right. But a lot of people build a, a better mousetrap, as Larry would say, and then they need to make them and they start selling them and then they become a small business and then their business depends on our business and they're succeeding, they're helping us succeed and it's a win-win. Mm -hmm. You know, they're selling products to, that is a solution for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of that snowball effect. Yeah, that that's funny. You just mentioned that because that's exactly how Jess framed his his business, the Valhalla Designs guy. Oh, really? Because he he's like, I started doing this, and then I, I realized it, I, I this became my full time job. But, but I started making you know these wallet holders, and now I'm mostly making things for other people so that they can make things. And I was like, oh, that sounds eerily familiar. Right. That sounds exactly like us right. because he his demand evolved, right. just like grew to yeah. make these blanks. And so he's like, oh, I'm good at making them, so I just make a bunch of those and yeah. sell those. Yeah. And it's just it's just pretty fascinating how that works. It, it is. Yeah. So yeah, to to empower people, you know, to give them an avenue to go and create things it's yeah it's that's it's a fun and satisfying you know satisfying part of what we do yeah so, so uh, one of the things that i i and we're, we're probably going to wrap up here somewhat soon but like yeah. one of the things that i want to offer the guests is an opportunity to ask me a question uh and you, i know it's putting you on the spot you don't have to ask one larry was just kind of like well hopefully you just keep kind of doing this um, <laughs> um and like he was just really excited to like make some videos together yeah. about fishing and he's just as long as you don't you know throw your your uh the line into the trees and that kind of stuff. And I was like, I, you know, I, I'm going to do my best. I'll yeah. practice if I ever get a chance to right. fish with them. But, um, wanted to give you the floor if you wanted to ask me any questions, if not, then we'll probably just wrap it up. So uh, a great one talking about education. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. um, with our philosophy that you now understand very, very well and, yeah. and are excited about, you know, mm -hmm. what have you done in the past that kind of, um, uh, shadows this mm -hmm. uh or mm -hmm. kind of prepares you to take on this new challenge yeah so i think one of the more exciting ones for me is uh, a couple years ago i had the opportunity to work on marketing and uh well the company that i worked for before made a movie mm -hmm. it's called camp mana and gary Busey's in it and jimmy tatro and like they they made this movie there was a dream of theirs for 10 years i'd known them that entire time i was very excited for them and i worked for the their company and they knew that I was really into social media and I was really into that kind of content and I was really familiar with how to navigate that world. And when they decided to self-distribute um, and sell it themselves because they got a deal from MGM, um, they were like, hey, do you want to lead that side of the charge? And I was like, uh, yes, I've absolutely. never done it before, yeah. <laughs> but I was very much like, absolutely. So I like really very quickly in a short order, like self-taught myself how to like make Facebook ads and how to do paid advertising on Instagram and what would it look like to run a Twitter spot or like Google analytics. And then also like Google AdWords, let's figure out how to do all of this. Right. Um, but then also like, let's make content that people are actually going to like. So we had this really long movie and all this behind the scenes footage. So like, let's start working with editors and create a vision for the whole thing. And then, I, I mean, I lived and breathed that sucker for like, I'd say a solid five or six months of just only doing, right. I mean, like on Instagram constantly, like messaging people that are asking about the movie and then finding people that are actually our target audience. Like one of the things we learned after I'd say even like a couple, four weeks in, uh, we let go of the PR agency that we were working with because we we're having more success on the on social channels because 
we were able to actually go after the people that wanted the movie. So nice. the education side for me and like what resonates with Illumilite is like you normally start off doing something and then you realize, oh, what actually you just need to pivot a little bit to actually help the people that we're trying to help. Right. And obviously it was a piece of entertainment we we're trying to entertain. So we just actually had to find the right audience. We thought it was a bit broader, but then and it narrowed it down. So nice. for me, it was, uh, it, what resonates here is I actually get to do that at scale for a company, but we get to do it on a regular basis where, you know, we're going to educate about a product, yeah. try and get it in the right people's hands and then do that again and do it again and do it again. Absolutely. And so for me, that's, it shadows it. And so I get to like, just accelerate that like crazy. Yeah. And also, uh, I get to make, podcast which i also really like doing <laughs> so there's a little bit of like yeah, you know my awesome. own joy that gets to be sure. fulfilled because i like doing interviews and this kind of stuff so nice yeah well thanks for having me yeah Let's i'm really glad you decided to do it i'm definitely gonna have to have you back at some point we'll have to do like a retro after we've had a whole bunch of people oh, on man. and you listen good. to me be like those first ones like those first uh, videos, videos you made right, 2009 right. You're like those were a little right you know shaky let's do them again oh man he's calling my <laughs> first podcast shaky. no i'm right. talking about me i'm talking about me <laughs> <laughs> all right no, you're good cool man. thank you yeah thanks all right